Welcome to part two of our three-part podcast on the four untrue beliefs of the human condition. In part one, we went in depth into the four biggest untrue beliefs of the human condition. So go back and listen if you didn't listen to it yet. Today, Laura discusses the antidotes for these untrue beliefs and asks you to consider this question. How can we move away from thinking we already know how to know things? And how can we begin to hear what we don't already know? Today, Laura helps you to navigate your genius as a universal intelligence transcending the finite mind. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Okay, welcome to part two of the last podcast about the the lying mind. And in that podcast, we talked about four, there's more, but we talked about four lies in particular. The finite mind thinks it's the creator of all things. That's not true. The universe is the creator. And you are that which is being created through, as well as being the creator of other beings being created through as you are both the created and the creator. Second lie is that the finite mind creates a sense of a personal separated sense of self. The third lie is that the finite mind looks to its past data to predict what will happen in the future. So it creates a very limiting life. And the fourth Nothing new can get in if you're constantly referring to the past. And four is the only time we take a break from the unrelentless chatter of the mind is through sleep. Um, so today we're going to talk about the issues with believing those concepts and the antidotes to them. So welcome and um, I'll begin. The issue with believing these concepts is that it is a, it's a limited comprehension of the totality of what you really are. And that gives you a limited view, a limited experience, and a limited ability to express the totality of what is possible. So I have a question and it sounds like this. What can we do to break the habit of how we've been taught to create? And how can we begin to hear the unknown? How can we begin to hear that which we don't know yet? Not getting it from Google, but getting it from a direct link and access to the field or to God consciousness. How can we shift our conditional way of thinking that how we know things is the only way in which we can know things? Indoctrinations, education, religion, our parents, our culture, Google, these are how we access information. But what I'm talking about is the superpower of accessing a direct link to God consciousness and downloading data from the field that can guide you on your life. And so we're going to talk about a couple of ways in which you can do that today. The first one that I have here that I want to talk about is you can receive data directly from the universal programmer itself through the absence of the mind. You are that which is aware that you're living in a body. You're aware that you have a mind, but you're not your mind. 
You are beyond the mind. The mind could never understand the magnitude of what you are. Leave the mind for spelling class, not for creation of a universe. So you can receive data directly from the universal programmer itself through the absence of the mind. I think I can uh, give a little example of that that people might be able to relate to. There's certainly layers to this uh, synchronicities and, and dreams and things like that. But I can think of examples from nature because nature isn't something that we in our conscious mind have any semblance of control over. Um, you know, I, it's debatable whether we do have some control over it, but let's just say in the everyday. So this morning, for example, I, I'm much more open to following impulses that aren't natural or Mm. what I feel or what I usually do. Mm. So lately I've just been wanting to be in nature more often. I know this, it's a yearning, it's a feeling. So this morning I, uh, we were connecting a little bit later than we were supposed to. I had a client reschedule. So it's kind of like, what am I going to do with this time? So my first impulse was go for a walk. Nice. You need to breathe. Yeah. So I walked outside and then I start my usual pre-walk scenario. What podcast am I going to listen to? Oh my God, I'm feeling a little bit down today. I really want something to pick me up. But sometimes that sends me through a rabbit hole. Then I'm scrolling and figuring, well, what the hell am I going to listen to either a podcast? There's people I follow on YouTube. What's it going to be? And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like screeching halt. Mm. So I started to listen to, to a book that I was listening to. I'm like, I'm not feeling satisfied. What, you know, what can I do? I'm like, I'm open. So I just got the impulse turn it off, take your headphones off, put them in your pocket. And I did. I did my walk, this little circle. And on my way back, um, I was just breathing nice and deeply. I was starting to feel better. And then I'm remembering, uh, not my mind, I'm just remembering gratitude. As I was walking home, I started to just look at everything and say, I'm so grateful for Mm -hmm. this grass I'm so grateful for our wonderful neighborhood. I'm so grateful for, and I literally listed every neighbor in our row. I'm so grateful for. As I was doing that, a leaf blew off a tree and literally smacked me in the side of the face. (laughs) And I started laughing. It felt wonderful. It was saying, hi. It was saying, we love you. There you go. (laughs) Now you've got it. We got you. Now you're in the flow. We got you. It changed everything. Nice. It changed everything. It was not... I did not intend to take a walk and get my face smacked with a leaf while I was doing a gratitude list. Yeah. It was all impulsive. It was all, it it all rose from somewhere. Lovely. Not my mind. My mind would have been locked into a podcast. What am I listening and to missed next? everything. Right. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you. That's great. Great example. Other examples can be uh, dreams or synchronicities, you know, when you receive data directly from something else, a higher higher message from something else. Um, I one time had an experience that um, I wanted to create an experience of awe with an animal. And 
I, I couldn't just think it true. You know, people think the law of attraction is think it and it's yours. No, the law of attraction is not just thinking. The law of attraction is about surrendering. The law of attraction is about faith. When you're requesting something from a transcendent state of being, you know it is done. The law of attraction is about, well, obviously you had to have an idea to begin with, but then you are matching it with an elevated emotion and it is already done. You're acting as if your life has already been changed as a result of it. That's the law of attraction. So one time I wanted to, um, I asked the universal uh, deity, God consciousness to give me an experience with an animal that would create awe. Um, so one, so about a week later I was driving in downtown and I used to live in center city, Philadelphia, and there's a lot of cobblestone streets because, you know, years ago it was a lot of horse and buggies and I was riding in old city. I think it was, and there was cobblestone street and there was a beautiful horse in a carriage with her owner riding her up to independence hall area. And I was at a light. And I got a phone call and I answered the phone at a, at a light. I answered the phone and the phone was like on my dashboard and I hit hello. You know, I was talk, talking to somebody for like 30 seconds and the, the phone calls over. So I hang up and the, this time I hang up the phone and I turn. And as I turn my head to look out the driver's passenger, the driver's side window, the horse's head is in my car chewing some grass or some hay. <laughs> and I, w- I literally went, oh, you know, there's that awe. And this, and this horse is just staring at me and its head is in my car. And I'm like, oh my That's God. That's awesome. Her name was Lucy. And her owner told oh. me all about her history. It was absolutely, it was so much fun. So... That was like, I was asking for proof or feedback from consciousness, from an elevated, transcended consciousness that I can create my reality from an elevated state as well. And that's the feedback. The feedback that you ask for is something that shocks you that's out of the norm. Okay. And how many of those things are we missing or ignoring because we're wrapped up in our mind? Mm. So this is really test it. Ask for it. Great. Ask for something. Play with it, for God's sake. Why? What have you got <laughs> Why to Why not? You have a superpower here. Yes. <laughs> Ask for that special experience. Yes. Cool stuff. You are a universal creator. Okay. Thank you. Two. Second thing that you can do to shift your conditional way of thinking that how you know things is the only way in which you could know things. Well, you'd have to ignore the constant barrage and analyzation and strategization, strategizing of the mind. You would have to ignore the constant barrage, analyzation and strategizing of the mind, which creates suffering. Endlessly searching for ways to get what's on your I want list. And endless ways to avoid what's on your, I don't want this list. Even the thought, I want a good meditation, creates suffering because you're attached to an outcome. What if instead that no matter what was happening on the inside or on the outside of you, you could understand deeply and profoundly be practiced in knowing that 
the universal you does not rely on any one thing, person, experience, or circumstance to feel total content, joy, calm, or relaxation. So we need to let go, surrender away the things we think we must have in order to finally be content. Because if Even if there's just one thing on that list that you feel that you must have in order to be content, then you're going to be not content. And if contentment's the name of the game, joy's the name of the game, fulfillment, happiness is the name of the game, we must be willing to let go of the things that we think we must have. And instead say, you know what? I'm so huge and so magnificent that I don't rely on anything, any one thing. I need no thing in order for me to find a sense of profound peace or joy within myself. Because the universal me, the super capable, transcendent, holy, whole consciousness of God consciousness me is immovable. It's not attached to an outcome. It has no preferences. It's in love with life for the full experience, for the totality of all of the experiences. There is no judgment of good over bad. There's not this experience is better than that experience. It's all just a human experience or a spiritual experience experiencing within a human body. So we can live that way, trusting that that universal self is here right now. We can put down the reactive mind that is always reacting to the way things are. Well, the weather's good today. I got an A. My husband didn't, you know, didn't pick up his socks. I was late for meeting my friend at lunch. The supermarket didn't have oranges. I lost my job. My spouse got sick. I tripped and stubbed my toe. I mean, there's like a million things that could happen in any one day that could upset the apple cart and throw us off our center. But that universal you, this new superpower you have is to see the magnificence in just having an experience of a day going through your day freely in a non-reactive state. Four, you can transcend the mind for innovation, miracles, extraordinary intelligence, and superhuman technology, advancements, and genius. You can transcend the mind for these things. Someone that's a negative Nelly is not going to be extraordinarily intelligent and have an access to genius within them. They're not living the vibration of that space. Every state of being has a vibration. If you want to have an experience of being truly innovative or a miracle occur in your life, to have an aha, extraordinarily intelligent moment, develop some superhuman technology that gets us to a place we've never experienced before, advance the human race, or access the genius that lives within you, then you need to transcend the mind. 
because the mind's only there to remind you of all the problems and all the things that you need to do next. Now, I'm not saying that the mind is not an amazing miracle in and of itself. It is, but you are not just the mind. You are the one that's aware that you have one. You are also the one that is aware that you could access genius outside of the limited container of the mind. So think about all of the stories you've heard about your friends having miracles or immediate healings. Think about a book you read that was just genius or the latest technology that saved millions of people's lives. So, okay. And five is, this is the fifth way in which you could access God consciousness. And there's more. This is just this podcast. You can know that your true self is empty of a separated self. And I will talk in detail about what empty is in a bit in a meditation. But think about it this way. Think about the last couple of things we just talked about, the ways in which you can hear that which you don't yet know. Break the habit of how you've been taught to operate within the world. You can receive data directly from the universal program itself through the absence of mind. You ignore the constant barrage of analyzation and strategizing of the mind that creates suffering. You are a universal you that doesn't rely on anything to be different. Nothing needs to be added or taken away in order for you to feel a sense of profound peace and joy and that your true self is empty of a separated individualized self. So think about it this way. The next time you hear something you've never heard before, maybe it was even something on this podcast, notice what you do with the data. Most of us will say, oh yeah, this reminds me of that book I read. This reminds me of the conversation I had with Sally at the supermarket yesterday when I was picking out pears. Oh, this reminds me of the experience I had. And so nothing new happens because you convert any opportunity for something new to be downloaded into something you already downloaded. So most people, though, say they want to grow and stretch and overcome or transcend certain behavioral patterns or beliefs. But how is one to do this when one doesn't let anything other than the mind take the wheel of creation? How do we allow and surrender to the universal genius you, transcending beyond the finite, limited form of mind and become that which is interconnected to everything? So I challenge you that at the end of today's workshop, you find a way to express something new that you never thought of before, or did I say workshop? You did, but this this is a workshop. (laughs) I challenge you to find something new that you've never heard before in this podcast and use, don't download it into a folder that's already been downloaded. Don't look through your search engine and find the tab that says this already happened and stick it in that file folder. Don't do it. 
find something new that you haven't experienced, expressed, got curious about, and be with it, sit with it, let it inform you, let it find something new for you so that you can transcend the program and create something new for yourself to experience. Yeah, I would add to that, find impulses. I love that. Feel an impulse. Look at look at a freaking flower. Mm. Can you honestly look at a flower in bloom? The miracle of the uniform petals just opening mm. and not be stripped down bare. So in awe. In awe. Look for awe in things. Whatever it is. Remember when you were stripped bare for some reason, whether it was a birth, mm. a death. Even even standing at the crest of the Grand Canyon. And maybe that was something you experienced before. But what I'm talking about is connecting with the awe of it. There's no thought related to the awe. And there's all right outside your window. There's all outside your window. There is all in anything in the natural world. There is all to the air that you breathe if you really mm. think about it. Mm. There's all to just sitting here and being freaking alive. <laughs> there yes. really is. How much do we take for granted? That's that's reprogramming. That's beautiful. And the longer you hang out in a state of awe, the higher your vibration goes, guess what's going to happen? The more awe is going to come your way and slap you in the face like a leaf on a beautiful autumn day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's where meditation can help. Because I'm a meditation teacher, so I got to, I got to talk about that. Well, I want to talk about that. Here's where meditation can help. One, ignore the mind. Two, don't fight the mind during a meditation. Three, if you do fight the mind during a meditation. Four, ignore that too. Five, surrender. Surrender the wheel of creation over to something greater. Six, unknow everything. Seven. Become empty. Eight, be aware of the interconnectedness of all things. You're transcending the chatter. You're putting your attention on non-chatter. At the end of this podcast, maybe you want to spend three or four minutes sitting, closing your eyes, breathing in, and just noticing the chatter. Great. Pay no attention to it. Don't just ignore it. Don't fight it. And if you do fight it, ignore that too. Imagine that the chatter is in a language you don't even understand. Focus on the space around the chatter. Focus on the non-chatter. So I think we're going to end this podcast here and then we're going to follow up with a beautiful meditation. This will be part three of this three-part series. Thank you so much and have a beautiful day. Thanks, Laura. That was awesome. See you all in the meditation. Great. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everyday Awakening. How can today awaken you to the greatness that lives within? To ask a question, suggest a topic, or contact us, 
please email us at everydayawakeningpodcast at gmail.com. If you really like our show, please be sure to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. And tell a few friends. 